in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go! Welcome back, Mongols. It's time for five minutes of physical content. And joining us again is our life-saving superhero, Gail Gould, also known as the CPR and Safety Lady. Gail, from your 30-plus years of experience in this field, what is the best way for all of us to learn how to do CPR? Uh, The best way to learn how to do CPR is to take a CPR class. And, you know, one of the silver linings of the pandemic has been Zoom CPR. When it first happened, I had clients that had to have CPR training in order to work. Medical offices, dental offices, preschools, and, you know, everything was shut down. So we started doing Zoom CPR, and to my surprise, it was very well received. So you can either do Zoom CPR or you can do in-person CPR. pretty easy to find the class. Yeah. So when it comes to CPR for infants, what does that look like for everyone? You know, I think that the important takeaway here is people need CPR when they're not breathing, when they're unresponsive and not breathing. There's no need to check the pulse. Pulse check was eliminated over 20 years ago. So the way you know someone needs CPR, so here's my baby kind of giving her a shake and shout, hey baby, wake up. I'm tapping her foot. She's not responding to me at all, so she's unresponsive. Then I'm gonna check her for breathing just by looking at her chest for five to 10 seconds. I don't hear anything. I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. This baby is not breathing. And you don't really even need to diagnose why she's not breathing. All you need to know is that she's unresponsive. She's not breathing. She's in what we call cardiac arrest and she needs CPR because her brain needs immediate oxygen. So for a baby, I'm gonna use two fingers. I'm gonna put my fingers right here on the vertical axis of the sternum, right beneath her nipple line. And I'm gonna give her 30 chest compressions just like this, compressing about a half inch to an inch. Now I'm gonna come down here and I'm going to give her two puffs of air and on the baby, you're gonna blow right over their nose and their mouth. And by the way, CPR must be done on a hard, flat surface. Cannot be done in the bed, cannot be done in the car seat, cannot be done in the crib. It's got to be a hard, flat surface. So now I'm going to come down. I'm going to give her two puffs of air. Rose went in, and now I'm going to give her 30 chest compressions again. And I'm going to do this 32 five times. It should take around two minutes. And again, most importantly, you do not need to diagnose why she's not breathing. Are they conscious? Are they unconscious? Are they breathing? Are they not breathing? Give the slightest ink when you're not breathing, immediately start chest compressions. They wake up and want to know what you're doing to them. That's a good outcome. It's a better outcome than not giving them CPR, having to have permanent brain damage and death. So absolutely, when in doubt, compress. The emergency room will determine why they stop breathing. You don't have to figure that out. You're just all about, let me keep that blood flowing. Let me get that oxygen to the brain. That's the goal. Um, do we call 911 immediately? Absolutely. Well, here's here's the caveat to that though. If someone else is around, to call 911. If you're all alone, it's just you and your baby, no one to call 911, 
you give two minutes of care and then call 911. Yeah, it's really, really important. You put defibrillators on everybody, infants, children, and adults, but babies are less likely to have the cardiac arrhythmia that's going to need to be defibrillated. So that's why you want to go ahead and get started with the care because it's unlikely they're going to need to be defibrillated. An adult, like a teenager or older, you need to get that AED in route as quickly as possible. One other really important thing here, the brain can only go around three to four minutes of the blood and oxygen. So you're absolutely right, Raquel. You want to get that blood flow up to the brain as quickly as possible. Okay. So that's for infants. Now, for someone who is over one years old, what are the steps that we take? Okay. It's going to look a little different. You're going to use one hand, but it's the same thing. You're going to shake and shout. We'll, we'll say this is a, a, two, a big two-year-old. <laughs> a big two. So I'm going to go, hey, wake up. Hey, can you hear me? She is not responding. I'm going to say, Raquel, go call 911. Get the AD. Now I'm going to check to see if she's breathing because that's what's going to tell me if she needs CPR. So if they're not breathing normally, not breathing at all, they need CPR. I'm going to give her 30 chest compressions right in between the nipples. And then I'm going to come down here and on the child, I'm going to pinch the nose. If I blow in, I don't pinch the nose, it's going to come right out the nasal passage. So for anyone over one, are we pinching everyone's nose, including the kid and the adult? Yes. Anyone over the age one, you pinch the nose. Now for kids and adults, we want to call 911 first. To teenagers. Get teenagers. Teenagers okay. and adults. Because one thing I don't think that people realize, people think that often, you know, cardiac arrest only happens to old out of shape people. Not true. Main cause of death of student athletes is sudden cardiac arrest. In fact, one in 300 student athletes has an undetected heart problem. Thank you so much, Gail. This is super important. Thank you for sharing. Mongols tune in next week because Gail is going to talk us through prevention and how we can prevent these types of emergencies. I'm all ears. And Mongols, please take Gail's digital course for CPR and choking. Everyone should learn these life-saving techniques. You can find it at www.cprandsafetylady.com. See you next week. Hi, Mongols. Welcome back for five minutes of finance and joining us all month for our last month of season two is our wonderful children. Last week, you heard from Raquel's oldest, Rin. And now this week, you're going to hear from my youngest, Griffin. So without further ado, Mongols, please welcome Griffin Schneider to the show. Hi, what's your name? Mm, Griffin. Griffin what? Griffin. Griffin, what's your last name? I don't know. You know your last name, Schneider. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Griffin, how old are you? Uh, four. Four, all right. Well, I'm gonna ask you some really simple questions, okay? All right, ready to go? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you wanna do when you grow up? Be a builder. Be a builder? What kind of builder? Uh, a builder like that builds Disney World. <gasps> like an Imagineer? Yeah. That would be my dream job too. That would be awesome. And then we can go to Disney all the time, right? Yeah. I like it, I like it. Okay, do you have a hobby or talent that could become a business that can make you money? Mm, yeah. What? Um, maybe give it my mom and dad. And I made my bed so daddy gives uh, me uh, money. Oh, so you can do chores. Chores is a business to yeah. get money? 
I like it. I like it. I have a lot of chores that you can help me out with. Okay. That could work for now, but I still think you and your brother could have your own video game channel. All right, next question. What are taxes? Any idea? Mm, no idea. No ideas. That's okay. You're, you're still too young to know about that, but pretty soon you will. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun to learn about taxes. All right. If you were to write a book featuring you as the main character, how would you describe yourself? I don't know. Well, I think you're you're kind. Mm-hmm. You're like my teddy bear. Mm-hmm. You are a good friend. Mm-hmm. What else? What do we say every morning? I am smart. I am strong. I am kind. Very good. Okay. What is a friend? What does it mean to be a friend? It means a friend is like your best friend. Like your best friend? But what is a friend? Um, I don't know. I think like Buzz and Woody are best friends. Yeah. Why, why, why are they friends? They, what do they do? They live in the same house. Well, and they help each other, right? Yeah. Friends help each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what is one thing you wish your parents would stop doing? Stop hammering. Stop, stop saying, clean up your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do you think mommy wants to be when she grows up? Um, a mermaid. A mermaid. Oh, I would love to be a mermaid. I'm not a great swimmer, but I would love to be a mermaid. All right, so what would you do if you were in charge of the world? I would build um, people and I would go up to heaven like God so I could watch people from the earth. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's a lot. There's a lot going on in that statement. Well, maybe you can build cool things by being an Imagineer someday and that would be cool. Yeah. All right, and then what do you see when you look in the mirror? Um... When you look in the mirror, who do you see? Who is that in the mirror? Me. You. And who are you? Griffin. Griffin. Okay. If kids ran the world, how would it be different? It would be different if no one pushes our our punches. Well, oh, oh, you think if kids ran the world, the people wouldn't push or punch? Yeah. People would be more kind? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And then lastly, what is a mom goal? Mm-hmm. A mango means a mango. It means a mom work. <laughs> That's really close. That's really close. So, so mongol is all about mom putting herself first, and it's mom plus mogul is mongol, and it's all about us moms helping each other out because motherhood is tough. So, all right, awesome job, Griff. And joining us next week, rounding out our last week, is the one and only Nev Kelly. So get excited. Nev's going to be on next week. Say bye. 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 Welcome back to Five Minutes of Emotional Knowledge with Death Doula and founder of Live Without Regrets, David Copeland. Thanks for being back, David. You say it's really important for people to face their own mortality and talk about it openly. But can you tell us why this is so important? Let's tell people that preparation is protection. So looking at your life and understanding that we are all going to pass one day is the way that you're able to protect your loved ones. 
Many people want to protect them by not saying they're sick, they have an illness, they have a bad report, but that's not really protection because when it comes down to your demise or a sudden death, or you going through the dying process really, really quickly, it doesn't prepare your family to be able to accept or go through grief with strength and able to navigate that. So having those conversations and talking about your mortality is something that each person should really look at and see. Death is a part of living. We will all pass over to the great beyond one day. So having all of these conversations regarding you slipping away one day is very important because your family will be able to bear the burdens of your death without it being so heavy. It lightens up that load. It does. I know I've had family members who, you know, have shielded it. They feel like they're shielding their family by not talking about the cancer or being really vague and not giving any details about it. But in talking about it, it actually makes things easier for the family, right? Because you can, like you said, better prepare for the outcome. Yes, talking about it will help your family prepare so they can know how to best serve you because that's what they really want to do. They want you to have the best experience that you can with going through the dying process at the end of the day. So it's about being there for you. What is it that they need to do if that's, if that's restructuring how they have to do their schedule, if that's how they need to do, pick days and have a calendar for each person in your family to best serve you, take you to the doctor, pick you up, go pick up your medicine. They want to do these things, but if you don't let them know, now they are not prepared to help you. And it's, it happens right away. So having these conversations helps your family be able to do what they need to do for you and be the best person they can for you. And now, as we know, in some circumstances, you can't really plan or you don't know. There's sudden, there's accidental deaths happen all the time. Now, to be clear, you as a death doula, you help with the transition and the planning. But if something happens suddenly to a family, that's more for a grief counselor, therapist, doctor's role, correct? So there are doulas that work and specialize in grief. So each doula has their own way of doing things. Now, for me, if someone dies suddenly, I'll go and assist and meet the needs of what I can be and work in those in-between spaces. But if grief is more of a burden and, and they're unable to navigate that, that is something more of a specialized counselor, therapist that has those credentials and studied it to be able to help you and to become what you need to be and navigate grief effectively. Right. You fill that initial void in the moment, funeral, planning, helping, being the go-between, but then in a continued space, it's still important to talk to someone. Exactly. So if there's a post-death that you go back and you meet with your families. And then after that, if you see that it's still challenging, they're not getting out of the bed, they're suffering, then it's like, let me refer you to this person. And most doulas have referrals for you to go to. That makes so much sense. So like we said, as much as it's hard to, and we're afraid to talking about it beforehand actually makes things so much easier on us and our families. So you can connect with David directly on his Live Without Regret site at www.lwrdoula.com and stick around next week where we talk about finding the beauty in death. All right, Mom Goals, that's all the time we have. 
Thanks for listening. Want more MomGoal? Follow us on Instagram at MomGoal. And don't forget to leave us a review.